Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Hello and welcome to Headliner Radio, where we're delighted to be joined by Paul Humphreys of Synth Pop Icons Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. Uh, since the release of their self-titled debut back in 1980, they have sold some 25 million singles and 15 million albums, helping shape the sound of the 1980s and inspiring many generations to come. And on October 27th, they will release their 14th studio album, Bauhaus Staircase, before going out on tour in the UK and Ireland in February and March next year, where they will be playing their biggest ever London headline show at the to arena on march the 24th um paul thank you so much for joining us today how are you and uh, whereabouts are you joining us from uh i'm in a hotel in london at the moment We're, we've been on a, a, a promotional tour from hell uh, oh. we've been all over the place germany <laughs> you know belgium france all over you know so. yeah uh, how's it been but, it all, all great, okay. it's, it's great that people still want to talk to us you know and and it seems like um we're a bit sort of victims of our own success with this with this record because it went out to a lot of journalists and everyone wants to talk to us. They, they haven't <laughs> sort of shied away from yeah. that. <laughs> I don't want to tell them it's rubbish, you know. <laughs> but, everyone, but so far, so good. You know, it's getting a really good response. So I think we maybe have done something right. Yeah, uh, yeah well, evidently. Um, but, um, but, you know, where, where else to start then but, but with the new record? Um so Bauhaus Staircase, can you can you talk us through the, the 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 backstory, if you like, for this record? You know, from from where you left off, you know, I think it was six years ago since the previous record. Did work on this yeah. begin sort of fairly soon afterwards? Was it something more recent than that? What was the kind of you know what what's happened no. in that gap between the last record and this? Okay, so yeah, we did uh, Punishment of Luxury, um, uh, sort of six. Some years ago, when, when was it? I can't remember the release date. Actually, it was about six years ago. <laughs> I think it, I think it was twenty seventeen. Well, seventeen, okay, yeah. So yeah, yeah, six. But anyway, um, yeah. So we did that album, and much to our surprise, um, it got really well received. It got great reviews, but most importantly, our hardcore fans cited it as one of their favourite albums since since Dazzle Ships and Architecture Morality, which was very high praise, you know. So. Um, so yeah, we were wondering whether we should do another studio album. To be honest, yeah, uh, because you know you you never know how long. I mean, you, you know, October is our forty fifth anniversary of this band. You know, wow. and um, and you know, we don't know how much time we've got left in us. Uh, certainly, we've still got a lot of energy left, obviously. Yeah. But you don't know when that's going to... You reach a point where you don't know when that's going to run out, you know. <laughs> so we're always thinking it's our last album. And, uh, and uh, But it was actually a product of the lockdown. Okay. And it actually, it actually started with Andy. Um, I was I was stuck in France, um, couldn't get out. So, uh, I mean, there's worse places to be in the south of France, so the weather was lovely. Yeah. And Andy was stuck in Liverpool, and he couldn't get out. So... Um, but uh and and i was a bit less bored than he was he was sitting in liverpool by kind of by himself and um he he just started texting me and emailing me saying i'm bored (laughs) have you got anything i want to start making some music and this was in 2020 you know so so i started um sending him things i mean i had plenty of time on my hands to go through you see as a band we always sort of catalog our ideas and and wait for the next spark uh but we'll and we'll save them if we think there's a kernel of a good idea you know so um so we 
uh, so I went through all my hard drives to see what I got, and I, I found quite a lot of things from quite a while ago. I mean, but we've always done this on every album. We'll 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 sort of go through our sort of ideas file and find something that we couldn't get to work at the time, but we listen to it again and go, I know that's that's what will fix this song, you know. Yeah. So uh, so I went through a lot of things and I found. I mean, I found something that I wrote um, uh, sort of 16 years ago. So I had a band, Cloudy Brooklyn, for Propaganda, and um, called One Two, and uh, we we're going to make a second album. So I found the fa- the the file that said One Two Album Two, yeah. and I totally <laughs> forgot about it. And I found um, and I found one really beautiful track, which is the, the Varushka on the uh, on the album. And, uh, but it didn't, I didn't quite like the top line on it. So I sent it to Andy and I said, could you do something with this? And he said, oh yeah, I'll just write a new top line for it and the new lyric. And, uh, and, and also, um, Anthropocene, mm. uh, that was a, that was a piece of music I wrote about 10 years ago for, um, for an advert that never happened. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I sent it to Andy and Andy had already had this idea of writing Anthropocene. He had the whole concept and he had yeah. a piece of music which wasn't working. And he went, ah, that's what we'll, we'll make your track, Anthropocene. And he just started working on that and wrote the vocals on it. So, but it's oh. the first time actually, um, and, and sort of Andy f- found some other ideas that, that he had as well. So it was, a f- it's actually the first time that we've done an album whereby, uh, we weren't sitting in the same room together to 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 develop the f- sort of the initial idea, you know. Yeah. Then we would always go away separately and work on it. But we we used to generate a lot of stuff in the same room. You know, we'd come in with ideas, throw ideas in there, and we'd bounce them off each other. And at the end of the day, we either got something really crap or something really worth worth, yeah. worth pursuing, you know. So, uh, but that's the way we've always worked. So this is the first time we couldn't do that. So okay. fortunately, we have um, we we have very similar Pro Tools systems on our computers. Right so that we could send large files to each other and they would just open up and we could kind of edit it and work on it and then send it back. So okay. I mean, it's the wonders of modern technology, really. So we could we could sort of virtually write together. Yeah. I mean, how did you find doing that, you know, having worked together for, for so long? And like you said, typically it would always be in a room together. Did it take a little bit of, a, a t- bit of time for the kind of cogs to start turning, working in that way, or did it all fall into to place pretty um, quickly? Well, we, we, yeah, it was a slightly different uh, to, to work virtually, but we were, we were kind of, we got ourselves in the groove to write together in Punishment to Luxury. I mean, when we got back together and in sort of 2005, 2006, we started, uh, you know, bringing the band back together mm. and doing things. And we, we kind of toured for a couple of years uh, playing all our catalogues and played the architecture morality album and and then then we thought hmm are we going to become a, like a pastiche for ourselves are we gonna, are we our own tribute band or are we going to dare to 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 do some new records so uh history of modern was us getting the cogs you know oiled up and back working again english electric got us kind of focused on the direction we wanted to be and punishment to luxury was the culmination of that and so, uh, so yeah, so we, we've made a new album. We didn't announce it to everyone that we were making a new album because, because as I said, Punishment to Luxury was so well received that, um, if this is our last album, as we thought the last one was going to maybe our last album, it has to, we, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to end on a Duff album if it is our last one. Yeah. So, so, you know, the, the pressure is on and, and every time we release a record, you know, it's weighed, uh, it's put on a scale. 
next to all our, you know, favorite songs of people, you know, so, and, and we're not the sort of band that wants to just release an album of any old stuff just to brand the next tour. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's an expression, you know, it's a conversation with ourselves, really, a record. And, uh, and at the end of the day, we'll sit down. It was only sort of last year, really, we thought, actually, you know, this is going to be worth releasing. Let's just pursue it till the end, you know, because up until that point, it was like, we've got a collection of songs, you know, and we weren't sure if it was good enough. And then we got rid of some songs and wrote some new ones. And then we thought, actually, you know what? This is this is actually good. Yeah. So yeah. So okay. we dared to put it out. Amazing. I mean, it, it's quite. Um, you know, it's, it's an interesting point you raised there about how you've never wanted to be one of those bands that just puts an album out so that you can go out and just rebrand a, a greatest hits tour with you know yeah. two new songs yeah. in the set or whatever. And and it always feels like that's yeah that's clearly never been the case uh, with with OMD. Um, yeah, and, and you know, you know, the, um, the, the with the forty fifth anniversary coming up, you know, you would expect just another compilation album to celebrate yeah, the forty fifth yeah. no, anniversary. But no, we're going to release something new. It's a it's a it's a refreshing thing to see. I think you know, for, for any band that's been going for you know anything approaching that length of time, you know, it's it's a it's a lovely thing to see them still trying to create new and interesting work and like touring the album in the way that it deserves to be toured. Um, I mean, what's... I think you just have to be brave. when you're in a band as old as ours. You know, I think you just have to be brave. I mean, there's lots of uh, there's lots of bands that are weighed down by by their catalogue, and yeah. they're just kind of frightened to you know destroy their legacy. You know, Craftwork is a case in point. You know, they've not done an album in you know decades uh, because I think Ralph is curating his legacy and uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and doesn't want to ruin that with a crap record. <laughs> and obviously, obviously, I mean, he may have been writing, but he obviously hasn't done anything that he feels is worthy of, yeah, uh, of, uh, of putting out. So I, mean, I think I I admire that more than just releasing something half baked for the sake of it. Do you know what I mean? So if you're going to keep going out and doing the hits, then just do that and don't make a subpar record as a, to give yeah. you an excuse to do it. You know what I mean? I, I don't. I, I feel like that's a better way to do it. If that's what you want to do, then then just do that. Exactly, and um, you, you know, our, our the way we write and the way we work, and and we we set such high standards for ourselves that um, it takes a long time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, uh, but we're fortunate to have the time. I mean, the great thing about the second reinc- reincarnation of OMD is that. Um, uh, after our quite long hiatus, <laughs> um, we when we got back together, it, we we could make it. We, we could um, write our own rules, mm. basically, because in, in the eighties we were uh, we had this really crap contract with Virgin Records, and we had to basically make an album a year, whether we had the material or not. And, um, and and also there was financial constraints uh, for us in the 80s because we signed such a bad deal mm. that we had to make a new record to get the advance to keep the band running. Right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, uh, I mean, we, we ended the 80s, we ended the 80s having sold millions and millions of records, um, which is why this is kind of the reason why we stopped for a while. Mm. Uh, we, we got to the end of the 80s and... Um, we got back off tour and we went to our accountant and he said, well, you owe Virgin a million pounds. And, <laughs> and it's not like we've been, you know, 
buying mansions and yachts and things like that. We were basically running the band, but we would take the advance for, for one record. Um, but we were paying that advance. We were having to pay for, you know, the videos, the recordings, the mm. running of the band, the, the, the staff, everything from the record royalties. And we were, so we were getting advances to, to pay for everything, but we were paying those advances back at such a tiny percentage oh, that, that you know, we we were getting in the in the minus as as the eighties went on, despite selling millions and millions of records. Yeah, it was it was you know almost a criminal deal that we had. So um, so yeah, so so what we did was we had to re- we didn't want to do a greatest hits, but we had to put a greatest hits album to balance out to balance the books. And mm. funny when we stopped in the nineties. Well, we actually made money because we weren't having to pay for everything to, <laughs> to keep the band running. You know? Those, those and, kind and plus of. We sued, plus, we sued Virgin for, for, uh, cause they gave us the wrong royalty rate on our, on our, uh, CDs when CDs came out. So, so we ended up making quite a bit of money, but, but running the band in the eighties was, was just a kind of a, it was such a difficult thing. So, so, and the stress of that was, you know, was unbearable and we were young and not being able to deal with it all. So, so now, you know, we, 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 we actually don't need to, we've made enough money so we don't have to do OMD anymore. Uh, you know, we don't actually have to do it. We're doing it because we love it. Yeah. And, uh, and we're, 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 um, but we're our own, own bosses now. So we can decide when we tour. We can decide when we make records. You know, the, the, the pressure is off now. Yeah. Really. So, so I think, uh, and Andy feels the same. I mean, I think we, we feel that, um, being in OMD now is is great. We're loving it more than ever. Yeah, I was I was going to say it sounds like a really happy place to to kind of found yourself in. You know, after all these years, to still be to to have reached a point where forty five years on it, you're kind of enjoying it more than ever before. It's yeah. a place that most bands could only dream of, right? Yeah, um, um, we're not one of these bands that all kind of hate each other. You know, we're yeah. all great friends. I mean, Andy and I have we, we went to school together. We've been we, we've been friends since we were seven. You know, seven yeah. years old. I've known Martin, the keyboard player, since he was eleven. You know? Those you know, so, when well, you hear of those bands that you know, have to have separate cars and you know, tra- you know can't I talk to it. each other. I'm not apart. naming any names. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, I'm not naming any names, but I see it. You know, and they, they all arrive in different cars. They even stay in different hotels, so they don't have to meet each other in the lobby. It's bizarre. You know? <laughs> and and car. I know several bands like this. I won't name them, but they all show up in different cars. They have different dressing rooms, and they see each other on stage. You know, but the thing is, you can see that when you see them live, you yeah. can see that the. That they're there with no chemistry, you know. Whereas we all get on stage, we love playing together, you know. We put on a very dynamic show, yeah. And uh, and we sound great, we look great, we've got great lights and everything. We put a lot of effort into our visuals, mm. and um, and and it's just great fun. Yeah, you know, fantastic. I mean, I wanted to ask you a little bit about as, as an extension of you know the 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 idea of touring without just playing the hits all the you know, just doing greatest hits tours and giving the new record the the time it deserves in the set list. You know, what what is your relationship today with your kind of older, what some people might, you know, dub the kind of classic material or the greatest hits type material? Yeah. Do you ever feel a bit of antagonism with almost not just not kind of succumbing to playing those sets, but almost wanting to reject them, but having to play hits to crowd, please? Or are you very content with with the back catalogue no, we're, 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 we are incredibly proud of our back catalogue mm. and these songs have been uh, have done us very well and we're proud of our of our catalogue yeah. so and um and we're also fully aware that um 
that our audiences want to hear these songs. Mm. Um, where where we take we we spend a lot of time in in rehearsals, making sure all the sounds are like the records, so that we play them. It's obviously a whole live band playing, but we play them as close to the original version as we can as we can get it. You yeah, know? because I think you know songs are like time capsules they capture sorry they capture moments in 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 time you know they you have associated memories um with uh with the uh, with the songs hmm. um sorry permission sorry <laughs> um <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> things up on my screen sorry yeah so songs are like they are like time capsules they 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 transport you back in time to the to to memories you know, and yeah. uh, but they only do that properly if 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 you're true to the original song, you know, and it sounds like the original song. Because I, I remember going to see Kraftwerk, who was you know one of my favourite bands. I mentioned the price, mm. um, uh, and uh, you know, I want I don't want to hear like a remix version, or you know, I want to hear the song as I remembered it on that record. Yeah. Because I mean, I remember Andy and I we went to see them at the Tate Modern. And they did our uh, what's uh, what's what was the kind of the blueprint for OMD? They they did uh, the Radioactivity album. Yeah, and and you know, Andy was shaking me, going, "I'm back in your mum's back room in 1976." <laughs> <laughs> and and but that's the power of it. You know? Yeah. No, they they um, were. Did Did you go to any of the other shows on that run they did at the Tate? Uh, I well, we couldn't get tickets, but we we ended up. Um, uh, getting the BBC to ask us to review them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we got into a couple more. We didn't see all of them. Yeah. Oh, was... fantastic. Yeah. They, they, I, I, I went to the, uh, computer world, uh, one, which was amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. it's, yeah. it's amazing, isn't it? And I, I love, I love the, uh, the radioactivity album as well, but sadly, uh, yeah, wasn't, wasn't able to make that one. Um, I mean, you're, you know, next year on, on the 24th of March, you're, playing at the you know you're headlining the o2 in london um which is your biggest headline show to date in london yeah. i mean what is it that in has london. kind of led to that transpiring do you know what i mean to be performing one of your to setting a new benchmark performing a a, a record uh show for the band this far into your careers have you been aware in recent years of kind of younger fans getting into the band and and increasing the fan base how conscious have you been of a, a kind of growing interest maybe in in omd yeah i mean we'll, we'll talk about the uk but you know we're, we're kind of a global band so things are different in different territories mm. but um but but we have been since we got back together we've noticed a, a, a huge growth in in number of people coming to see us globally and um and and i think i think you know the, the 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 sort of digital revolution has been a blessing and a curse really for for bands yeah. i mean the you, you know the curse is the obvious one you know you, you get paid peanuts now yeah. for, for streaming <laughs> and no one buys any records apart from your hardcore fans that buy yeah. the vinyl so um but so music lost all value really when um when, when we went to ones and noughts on a you know on your computers but the positive side of, of, of streaming um, and the digital revolution is that um, music is completely accessible to everyone. There is, um, you know, and all these algorithms, if you like this, you may like that, um, has introduced the band to to a much younger generation. 
you know mm-hmm. and um and and unfortunately in the in the modern times um the um uh, you, you know the younger generation it's like well, when i was young um you only listen to the music of that time you wouldn't listen to what the decade before or what your mum and dad listened to you know yeah but but now everything is is fair game we're in this sort of postmodern world where where every you know everything is 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 good and acceptable as long as it's as long as it's good you know it doesn't matter yeah. the genre it doesn't matter how what year it was made is it good or bad that's the criteria you know do i like it or do i not and um and so that's that's great so we do see a lot of young people now coming coming to see us mm. which is uh, which is extraordinary really it's it's an amazing thing that and and i completely agree you know with with what you said about how it feels like for for younger music fans today they're quite sort of era agnostic you know there's no um, yes. there's yeah. not really a uh, you're, you know, you're totally right. When you're when you're a teenager, typically it'd be like, I don't want to listen to what your parents are listening to. You want to listen to the new thing, uh-huh. and it, and that's fine and 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 great. But there is something quite nice about the fact that someone will go onto their their phone or their Spotify or whatever, and they will just listen to the stuff they like. They don't really care whether it's fifty years old, two years old, released that day. It doesn't matter. And um, I I imagine for yeah. bands that have been going for quite some time, that's probably quite a nice thing. It probably does help introduce new people into the fold rather than just you know the the hardcore fans coming to every show um yes but getting getting back to what i was saying about you know playing playing live and and the older material we we do have um you know it's a nice problem to have but we have had a lot of hits yeah and uh but the thing is we've we have um different hits in different territories okay so um but we also you, you know we, again going back to the digital revolution we we um we don't really when we choose songs to to play for in a particular country um we 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 more sort of err on the side of what 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 the what the streaming is yeah. you know rather than what what was a hit 30 40 years ago you know what yeah, i mean yeah. it, it, to pick the popular songs in that territory that people are really listening to 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 play i mean you know we we do still there there are quite a number of songs that we that we have to play and if we yeah. don't play them, people will be yelling at us from the, you know, you didn't play. Why don't you play this? And it's like, oh, no, we're not playing that tonight. You know? yeah. So you have to strike a balance, you know, and, and, you know, we're not going to play the whole album in its entirety or we'll, you know, some people will head to the bar. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but, you know, we do think that and with Punishment to Luxury, we played five tracks um, from the last album from that album live on the on the punishment luxury tour and um they they seem to slot seamlessly into the set you know alongside the other songs and and the audience responded to them brilliantly so yeah so with but we also do a deep dive um every tour into our catalog to, you know sometimes we'll play an obscure b-side or yeah obscure album track, you know uh to um to satisfy the you know the real the, the real hardcore OMD fans. Yeah. So so you have to try and kind of strike a balance, you know. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, but I we also also too old to play for three hours, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so. yeah. I mean, three hours is a lot for anyone, isn't it? There's a lot of the fans are going to be going. Yeah, it's a lot come for the audience. <laughs> yeah, I know. Two hours I need to is like we're going to see a gig that's longer than two hours. I, I just kind of after two hours, I'm ready to go. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, so you're kind of constrained by that as well yeah 
I mean, you, I know you said that when you go into making a an album these days, you never really know if it's going to be the last one that you make or um, yeah. when the next one might be. But given how kind of happy the the camp feels at the moment, have you even thought about discussing what might come next at this point, or is it all just about getting this record out and doing the tour and um, then you know taking some time afterwards to work out what's next? Yeah, I mean, we've kind of also reached the age where, you know, you can't plan too far ahead. <laughs> you know, you don't know what's down the road. Um, fortunately, we all have our health. You know, we're all, you know, we have our ailments, yeah. you know. <laughs> the, the, but, the, you know, the drug of choice on our bus now is, is painkillers and statins. <laughs> it's quite different Rock to the roll. 80s. <laughs> but, uh, but no, we're all we're all still fit and healthy. We're we're all still full of energy. But you just don't know, you know. So I think um, I think we've we've got plans up until twenty twenty five. We're yeah. going to do because uh, we've got this tour, you know, the European tour, then UK tour. And I think we're going to South Africa, and then I think the end of the year we've got a big American tour in, in the autumn, um, and m- maybe down to South uh, South America as well. And, uh, and then we've got a few plans for the beginning of 2025. And that's as far as we're going so far. And we'll yeah. see when we get closer to that. <laughs> but, you know, we still have energy to keep going. You know, we probably will, but who knows? Oh, well, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. And I've been really enjoying listening to the record as well. So thank you so much for taking the time to, uh, to, to speak with us. And, um, yeah, uh, like I say, wish, wish you all the very best with the album, with the tour, and ho- hope to see you somewhere along the road. Yeah, great. Come and see us live. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.